podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I am so happy that you decided to join us. Um, if you like this podcast, you should go over and listen to a bunch of the other ones in our in our network with like the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or Coaching Youth Hoops. All of those are, I, I think, interesting. And uh, we would love if you left a five-star review. You can leave those one-star reviews at home. Um, but before we jump into the topic today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish. Um, mention Coach Unplugged and you'll get $450 off. You'll get great customer service. It is, um, It is. I can tell you from uh, someone that's still coaching, it has helped my team immensely. I can't tell you the number of shots that we have taken on our Dr. Dish machines. And then also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You know, 25 years ago when I took over a program that no one wanted, that hadn't had had five winning seasons in 35 years, um, I was the only applicant. No one wanted it. I would have killed for a resource like teachhoops.com. It took me took me years to turn it into a national powerhouse. And um, I I have put all that secret sauce inside of teachhoops.com. So come over and check it out. 14-day free trial. It will give you the roadmap. It will give you me. It will give you one-on-one calls and office hours and, and a community of like-minded coaches. I think you'll love it. Let's head off to the podcast. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged episode. Who has any idea? Just kidding. <laughs> I was just talking with Coach about how many I've done. Um, so coach Gruber, I'm going to have you kind of explain your, um, basketball journey, just cause I find it easier for people to kind of, you know, where, where did you start? How did you start? Um, and then, um, kind of introduce yourself and then, uh, we'll, uh, we'll take it from there. Ah, uh, well, I started, uh, kind of like everybody else. Uh, you know, I played when I was younger, I loved it, uh, played a little older when I was, uh, you know, kind of beer league type of thing, um. But never coached. Uh, had uh, had a couple kids, and um, uh, on my side of the family, they're very much into Ukrainian dancing. So I, I volunteered there. Uh, then my son just how was that? So up. explain what that is. Well, well, uh, Ukrainian dancing. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it, it's um it's it's you know there's a, there's a whole dance culture. If you ever uh, you know sort of people think of river dance with Irish culture, there's a Ukrainian culture. There's a there's a quite quite a large dance cultural group. Okay and uh um, it's a group and, thing it's a group it's, thing. it's 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 a group thing and it's 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 you know you'll have a, a group in almost every city um particularly the cities that are you know larger uh ukrainian immigrant populations from many years ago uh on my wife's side of the family her parents immigrated from uh her grandparents sorry immigrated from ukraine a long time ago became farmers and then the other you know dozens and dozens of families that came from that part of the world uh, they decided to create a little Ukrainian dance group. Um, uh, it's called Zirka here, where I'm based. Okay. And um, you know they would they would ha- they hire instructors. Very similar to basketball. They hire instructor. Instructor would come out once a week. They teach them uh, one or two or three dances. Uh, and then they would go to competitions where there'd be a judge and they would you know rank them from you know silver right. gold, right? You know, that kind of thing. And uh, you, you would you know costumes the whole nine yards so it was basically a choreographed show and then at the end of the year you'd have uh usually have a mid-season show and then an end of the year show concert um and you know it'd be a whole whole event um so my daughter was uh four years old when we started because she's uh her mother danced her aunt danced her uncle danced they were the uh so they they're the uh it was kind of expected to be in there and they started as young as four 
and uh, they usually go till my daughter's actually still dancing. She's 23 now. She still dances with the group. That's great. Um, That's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a great, great exercise, great coordination. Um, my son did it for quite a few years, and then he he decided he wanted to do sports. Right. That happens a lot with boys. But Some I'm boys but, I, but, I, but I'm getting you know I say everyone should. I bet it helped his footwork. I bet it helped his like all that rhythm stuff at the young ages. Well, and the partner work. Like if you yeah. think about it, you, yeah, you're, you're, you're the boys and the Ukrainian dance are usually the ones doing the lifting. Even the young guys are doing lifting the girls and moving, you know, moving and placing them. And, ah. and uh, so, so they're doing that. And and the and the stunts, you know, jumps, the 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 the, you know, doing your feet and all, like like getting down, doing your kicks. Um, you know, you're yeah, you you definitely get in shape if you stick it out, and um, you uh, you certainly work learn with working with other people, position, spacing, timing. So yes, uh, I've actually had a few girls uh, that I know were Ukrainian dancers that are turned into basketball, basketball players, players. that I coached. I bet that. And, okay, and they're really good. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> bet very they're very good. good. I bet they're very good. So we'll come back to your journey in a second, but I'm going to go off like a little bit on a side road for a second. I sure. think no matter, and people always ask me this question: is kids kids at that age from four to eleven should be doing multiple things? They should be playing multiple sports. They should be experimenting with multiple movements. They should be doing different so this is a parenting thing but it's true like you're trying to develop both physical and mental different things you know put them in the arts put them in the the reading all all that stuff first of all if you're the only thing about athletics it definitely makes them a better athlete they're less likely to get injured they're using more more movements you know it's the kids that only play basketball in third grade that's a problem It, it yeah it's you gotta do more and more things because it's just well, yeah different muscle groups like um the girl i was describing earlier um hannah uh just uh, she never she never played on a team before she, i was coaching her first time on a, on a team and the first time she touched the ball and she went for a layup like it was she was like born to do it like it was one of those things where she just um it wasn't i don't know anything to do with her dance but it certainly she, her timing was was completely different compared to other first year players who never touched the ball and had nothing, right. to, and she never, she never, you know, she probably played around with a brother a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit at gym, but she never, she never played on a team. And she's instantly useful, and in terms of like helpful to the team and helpful to her, everybody else. It had nothing to do with my coaching; uh, it had to, to do with what she did before. Right. So I, I think the skills are transferable, a lot more transferable, you know, from some physical activities to others, like soccer players, football players. Some of my best basketball players were guys who played football. Right. Um, like just remarkable. Uh, yeah. and, and their mindset of being coached. So in Ukrainian dance, for example, you you have to listen to your instructor. <laughs> Otherwise, you're bumping into the right. People. <laughs> yeah. so <No>. It shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whereas we're a little more random sometimes on the basketball court, uh, like herding cats we talked about earlier. But the 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 the, the point is, you know, if it's talking about spacing, movement, and 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 coordination with other other bodies, there's lots of ways of doing that. Uh, other sports and, of course, uh, other activities like like dance. Right. No, I agree. Okay, I'm sorry. I get. I got. I just. You, I'd never heard of that, so I wanted to dive into that. Okay. So so okay. keep going on your journey here with your after your. your All right. Your, so okay. so I took a little break there when I had kids to, right. to focus on that part of the, uh, my life. Um, and then my son came up to me. Uh, he was around, I think uh, ten or eleven. He said, "You know, I want to try basketball." And we went to our uh, first tryouts, and um, I, I loved it. I missed it so much. It was uh, it was something I hadn't been doing for a while because of you know young father. Uh, I, I really wanted him to do well. And, and uh, uh, 
uh, he he went in there, and I I was one of those little bit overbearing parents on the sidelines. I was the guy who talked too much. I was the guy who defense uh, and and, and yeah. call out things, and I was that guy. I was a big loudmouth on the side, and I suddenly realized I'm not helping. You know, it 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 took me a while. It's like if you're going to be that active and that that means there's something else in you that that you need to do. Um, so I I volunteered to be assistant coach, team manager first of all, uh, manager because it got me to shut up because I was doing the score sheet. Yeah, then- <laughs> I did that. Trust me, I did that too. I always kept the scoreboard or the score sheet because it made me be quiet. Like exactly. No, that. it's uh, the best thing. If you're a vocal parent, that's the best way. Help out. Yes. That's uh, it's made perfect. me very sympathetic to parents who are vocal. Like I kind of know what they're like because I was I was you and I know how to talk to them a little bit better and say, you know, get them to focus their energies. Hey, it looks like you want to do this. If you want to be more involved, here's how you can do it. Uh, an assistant coach where I got to be a lot more vocal and uh, depending on the coach I worked with, uh, I try to, you know, not take lead, but certainly uh, compliment them, uh, learn how to do that. And uh, also kind of learn the system. It was it was very useful to do those things because as a manager, you learn all the little interactions that, you know, out of, you know, what kids' names are, the rosters, filling up right. the score sheets, the scoring, the scoring methods, yes. how many timeouts you get, all that junk, how to work with refs a little bit. Um, then as assistant coach, you take another step. And then uh, when I decided to go to a head coach, that was three years later. Uh, what happened was the um, I, I coached for community groups, and um, uh, they were they had so many girls, which is unusual uh, at U13, the 12, 11, 12 year olds. They had so many. They had three teams this season in our county at uh, that season, and uh, they had so many. They ran out of coaches. They just didn't have anybody that that wanted to step up. Right. Uh, so I I said I'll, I'll step up because I was I was planning on doing it anyway. So my very first season was like the third group of kids that were kind of. The, the other two were, got recruited. The other two teams got to kind of pick their players, and I got I got the third. Uh, I refer we, to him. I refer to him as the team of misfit toys. You oh know, God! Watched the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I, Christmas, that Christmas thing special. That was. Yes, yes. yes. Every island of misfit toys. Yeah, it's exactly that. And um, I had a lot of ambitions and thoughts, and I was you know very excited, and I got very humble. We had uh, both really really good highs and success uh you know because i had a great bunch of kids their attitudes were perfect uh and then really big lows where you know in one sense i think one time we were trying to we were trying to place like we had moved up a division we had moved up within the season and um in our in our league you actually get reshuffled a couple times uh so if you play if you're overperforming in your in your little grouping they'll move you up a grouping in the community or move you like soccer it's like soccer Exactly. And it's great because because you have little micro goals within the whichever every round. But we were we were at the main round and we had to beat this team to kind of finish and, and have a good strong setting. And I, I prioritized it a little too much and I didn't play some kids as much and it caused some drama. And it 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 was, you know, it was almost like the perfect first season until that point. And I brought it on myself a little bit. I didn't handle it well. Um and uh it was a big down. It was one of the you know, I had this big high and this big low. Right. Uh, but yeah, I made welcome through. to coaching coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the league, the league was so good to me. Like the, the president of the league and everybody that, you know, talked about it. Uh, you know, we worked it out and, and said, you know, it, it was, it was, um, it was more along the lines of just kind of setting your expectations and kind of realizing just what you're doing, especially with in community league where it's one practice a week, one game a week, and that's all you got. Right. Um, and you, you have to really understand it's not just about what's happening on, uh, uh, you know, it's not about so much about scoring. It's not so much about playing time. It's more about, is it, is it, are you, are you kind of involving the kids in a way that they're going to grow from season to season? So I, right. I, I had to change my focus from that game 
and even that season to multiple seasons. Like I had to, once I started looking, okay, I want this kid to be a really good player in three or four seasons or two or three seasons. Um, once I changed my goals, it, it changed what I, what I needed to do with on the court, um, both in practice and at games. Uh, more like being a parent. It's more like being a parent. Um, it's a great example. Yeah, that's a great yeah. It, it really is because I'm, yeah, it's like you you want to make sure when they leave that they're, they're good when they leave. I, I, yeah, I, it's, 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 it's development. Um, let's go back to, so you went from that team and then what happened? Uh, well, I started to, um, uh, that particular year, I also uh, started coaching, um, a second team. So we had, um, uh, uh, our junior high, um, school, my son's team, they, they needed to coach. So I volunteered to do that. So I was doing community and, and, uh, uh, junior high, uh, grade eight steins and, um, it was that one was a little different because I got to do three practices a week, two to three practices a week, and then two or three games a week. Um, so I got to really kind of explore the okay, you have a lot more time, uh, you know, um, and uh, I, I got to try that, try that on. And it was a different league, a metro league. So it was, um, I, I, but I discovered I like coaching two teams. I, I like, I like the, um, I like the differences of having two levels. So since that day, I've every season, every fall winter season, I've been coaching at least two teams, I, uh, different age divisions. Sometimes boys, sometimes girls, sometimes both. Sometimes you know, just depending on what I'm doing. And um, it's really, I found out that um, uh, you know, it's it's a way of really getting a lot of experience in a very short period of time. Uh, there's a little logistical issues, but typically the league uh, they know me, they know that I'm doing this, and they've been good at scheduling games. So it's it's I can make it one to the other. But I was, you know, it forces me to have uh, spend some time with my assistant coaches to make sure they're ready. And it's in case I can't make the game, right? Because I have another right. game. Yeah, that's happened a couple times. But generally speaking, it's um, that that's been the only conflict. Other than that, you know, I love being in the gym coaching the kids. So, uh, you know, if, if I can do it twice a week, I can't think of I can't think of a better way to spend my time than helping raise the kids of my community. So, right, um, right, no, I, it is, it is. Um, what's the hardest part about having? one practice and um having one practice and then you know maybe one game a week what do you what's the hardest conceptual as a coach what's the hardest thing with that you think well you know if, if, if i'm like all the other coaches you know out there i i watch a ton of videos you know college level pro level you know boys girls you know whatever i, I watch a ton I, there's a lot of great ideas i'd love to try and do and explore I just simply don't, you simply don't have that. Um, you don't, you can't recruit the same kids. You're not going to hit that level. Um, you know, you have to, the hardest thing is sort of getting really good at what you want to do at that level and kind of that, that level of expectation. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, I, I coached the little seven, eight year olds, you know, what were my goals for that? Well, my goals were, I want them feeling like they played basketball by the end of this, by the end of the season, by the end of that year. Um, that, that that felt and looked like a game by the end of it, and we managed to do that. So, but that had nothing to do with you know three point shots or post pivot moves. We we did some stuff just to show them kind of have a fun with it and introduce it to them. But you know, I I didn't run any plays. <laughs> I didn't run any. I had a very simple split play. You know, two kids stack right. and stack and that was just two kids. That's it. The rest of the kids could do what you want. You know, you you had to you had to scale it down compared to you know running like a horn set or a chin series. Um, as I get older, even with the uh, older kids, I still have beginners who are 13, 14 year olds who are first time playing, you know, and they're on my team. Right. And I, we got to give them playing time. So, you know, I, I have to really simplify my offense to be something that is um, 
<laughs> that everyone in the court kind of knows what they're trying, where they're supposed to be kind of. And if somebody can't make it because they're sick or injured and rolled an ankle, I can, I can substitute. We still have a team that kind of knows what they're doing. That doesn't look lost. So um, right. I get good compliments where, you know, I get, you know, referees that, you know, play, you know, refer community balls and I say, you know, your team's well coached. And that, that is like a really big compliment for me. That's the, yes. That feels great. So what, so explain how your community program works. Like, is there a leader of it? Do kids come? Does everybody get to play? Like, explain how your because I think it's different. I think people are intrigued by how that works sometimes. Well, it, it's fairly in Canada, which is where I'm based out of. Uh, it's per they're, they're trying to standardize it now. There's regional variations, of course. Uh, but mine in the Edmonton area, which is where I, I'm based out of, there's an Edmonton Youth Basketball Association, uh, and they're the like the parent league. Um, and all the other leagues, the towns, and communities have their own uh, their own clubs, basically. So all of Edmonton has a lead. Thing. As a big parent league, yes. So it, and it, you're it's in the non category of that. Yes. So we're we're you know are, we're we're a member of that parent league. So okay. the Leduc Lightning, which is the uh, Leduc County uh, Association uh, that I coach for directly, we're part of the Edmonton League. And someone so, runs that though. Someone runs. Someone that. runs that. So the Edmonton League is run by Edmonton volunteers. Usually other other association members, just like me. Right. Uh, somebody that steps up to be president. Somebody steps okay. up. So it's a volunteer run organization. I think okay. they might have some staff. Okay. Uh, they actually have Edmonton recently uh, over COVID. They actually uh, uh, built their own facility. So they were renting local you know, uh, uh, gymnasiums and, and right. uh, from schools and from colleges, universities. They've been renting them. So they actually got their own. They built three gymnasiums, uh, three three courts inside a, a large uh, a warehouse facility, basically. And they've been using that, and it's been wonderful. So you know, this is a very well as volunteer run. These guys take they love the sport, and they they spend a lot of time. It's a really well run uh, um, league. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you love it and you want to support us, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Fourteen day free trial as we talk. Subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Those Apple Podcasts mean a lot to us. I read every one of them. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.